Welcome, everybody, to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks. Thank you for listening to the show. Coming at you live from Lexington, Kentucky, here in the Waterstone studio. I'm going to start the podcast out with some exciting news. Kentucky football advances to 3-0 as they defeat the Murray State Racers at Kroger Field. They absolutely destroyed Murray State. The final score was Kentucky 48, Murray State 10. I swear, I think everybody on Kentucky's team got a chance to get a touchdown. I think everybody scored a touchdown. That's how bad we beat them. We absolutely mopped the floor with them. But we knew this was going to happen. We knew that Murray State was a team that Kentucky could go in there and destroy, especially knowing that Kentucky has a very seasoned team that have good seniors, that are good kids, they're experienced, and uh, they beat uh, Florida on the road. It doesn't really matter how bad Florida was. They still beat Florida on the road, which is, you know, you need to give Kentucky credit where credit is due. And um, I, I thought that Kentucky for sure would have no problem beating Murray State. So Kentucky, 3-0, and Central Michigan, Florida, and now Murray State. Now, if you listen to the last podcast, I said that I wouldn't be surprised after the Murray State game if Mark Stoops didn't win another game until mid- Middle Tennessee. That is a very unpopular opinion. And, okay, I could have been overreacting, but I'll stand by what I said. I won't be surprised if that happens. I will be upset if it happens. I will be mad if it happens. I'm not expecting it to happen, but I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised. Mark Stoops could very well go out there. He could get an upset against Mississippi State, South Carolina, Vandy, Missouri, and he could win 10 games. But I'm also not going to be surprised if he don't win another one until Middle Tennessee State because I've seen Mark Stoops coach before. We've all been there before where he's got our hopes up and he doesn't prevail. He doesn't get it done. Now we're on his sixth year. We're looking for something a little bit more than a bow. He's given it to us so far. He's given us a Florida win. So if Mark St- he's on the right path to really give the fans what they want this season. Fans could really get... A successful season. If Mark Stoops makes it to a bow and wins, wow. Mark Stoops actually beat Florida, made it to a bow, and then won. For me to get off Mark Stoops' back, you know what he's going to have to do? He's going to have to win nine games, go to a bowl, and win the bowl. And once he does that, I'm going to cut him some slack, and I'm going to give him some slack going forward because I know how hard it was to take the crappy team that he did and rebuild it. Let's see what happens. They play Mississippi State this Saturday. It's going to be a sellout. It's going to do they're going to do a blue and white streak in the crowd where they're going to have fans wear some fans wear white shirts, some fans wear blue shirts. And you know what shirt you're wearing if you're going to the game by the uh by looking on the internet seeing what section you're in and then it will tell you the color that you're supposed to wear. Well, I'm going to the game Saturday. I'm actually going with Amber, who's been on the show before. And I looked, and of course, we're white. All of my UK shirts are blue, and so is hers. But we're going to be in the white section. I'm curious to see how this is going to work. I'm curious to see if 50,000 people can follow instructions, or if it's just going to be a complete mess. Now, after the game ended... After the UK-Murray State game ended, one of the saddest things I've heard in a long time happened. Unfortunately, while everyone was walking to their car back from the game, 
A four-year-old boy was struck by an 18-year-old drunk driver on Cooper Drive. The 18-year-old drunk driver, his car veered off the road and it hit the four-year-old who was walking with his father. They were coming from the UK game. And it hit the four-year-old and it was immediately bad news. The The boy was, he was hurt. Uh, neighbors, I understand, that lived on Cooper Drive, uh, they came out and did CPR to the boy. Uh, and I, I know what Cooper Drive looks like. I know those houses that they're talking about. I used to drive that road every day to work when I worked at BCTC. So I do know that community is full of houses. And it's, it, you see people out in their yard, working in their yard. They're always friendly, waving at you. You can tell it's a good street. And by hearing the story about the woman who came out uh, from her home on Cooper Drive and performed CPR on the kid, it just speaks volumes of um, of good people who who do that. And you might say, well, anyone would do that to for a four-year-old. Well, in the day we're living in, maybe not. I would say back back in the day, yeah, I think anybody would help a four-year-old. But, you know, with the way we're living in, well, the world we're living in now, you don't even know. The little boy was rushed to the hospital. Uh, his name was Marco Shimwell. Again, he was four years old. Tragic. I mean, tragic on on all sides. It was it was tragic for every family involved, everyone involved in the situation, and especially uh, the family of um, of the four year old boy. I, I can't imagine what his dad is going through. He was just there to take his son to a UK football game, get his son involved in the game. And on his way back to the car, his son got hit and was taken out of this world just like that. And I think about what did his, what does the mom think? How is she going through this? Did she have closure? Did she get a chance to hug her son goodbye before he left for the game? She thought she would see him again later that evening. You don't know what their interaction was before. Folks, you never know. When the last time you're going to see someone, you never you never know when the last time that you see somebody. It could be the last. So try to always leave on a good note and especially tell the people that you love that you love them every single day. And every time that you get off the phone with them, tell them you love them. You never know when the last time you're going to speak to them is. You can never say it enough. It was touch and go for a while, but the little boy, after fighting for his life, for two days, he, they finally let him pass, and he died on Monday. Now, as far as the drunk driver, Jacob Hill is his name, and he's 18 years old. He's a freshman at UK. He was pledging a fraternity, and you see his mugshot posted all over the internet. If you Google his name, you'll definitely be able to see what he looks like. He looks like a typical college freshman going to college, joining a fraternity, and from my understanding, this guy had no priors. He he was a good kid, wasn't ever a troublemaker. And it just goes to show you one bad decision can change your entire life. And that's what happened to Jacob on Saturday. One bad decision changed his life. But it's, it's going to be interesting to see how the defense is going to try to defend Jacob in trial. Because you know he's going to go to trial for manslaughter, for killing this little boy while drinking. He did get a DUI. He blew a 0.051 on 
owner's blood alcohol level test. You have to test under a 0.08. And if you're under 21, it's even lower than that. And for minors, there's no exceptions. You can't have any alcohol in your system. But Jacob, he blew over the legal limit for his age. He blew over the legal limit for people over the age of 21. So he was definitely drinking and driving. That's the law. So it's going to be interesting to see how the, def the how the defense tries to protect Jacob. Are they going to use the alcohol limit? Are they going to try to say that he didn't have much to drink? Jacob said that he drank two beers at 9.30 that morning, and the accident happened around 2. So that left him five hours without drinking any alcohol. So that could be thrown in there to the defense. But I don't believe Jacob. I don't think two beers is all he had. I think he had more. It took more than two beers for him to misjudge where the road was. And if he hit the kid and it had nothing to do with the alcohol, it doesn't matter. He was still drinking. He might have not have been slammed to the point to where he was seeing double. And he, maybe if he would have rode up that road a million times, it would have never happened again. But the fact of the matter is, is it did happen and something very horrible happened from it. A child, four years old, lost his life. And that just changes everything. So he is going to have to be held accountable to it. Now, do I think that Jacob deserves to go to prison for the rest of his life? That's a hard one. He's so young, 18. But he did take a four-year-old's life who had his whole entire life ahead of him, can no longer live his life because of the incompetence of an 18-year-old drunk driver. I don't know if life in prison is going to be the... is It should be the thing that happens to Jacob, but I do think that he does need to see inside of a prison cell for a very, very, very long time for this. And if you put myself in the Shemwell family's shoes, I would be wanting Jacob to go to prison forever. So... Me speaking from a rational standpoint, because there's no way that the Shimwells or anyone close to this little boy can speak rational. Rationally, I think that he should see inside of a jail cell or inside of a prison cell, excuse me, for years and years and years. But life, I don't know. I don't know. I've seen some pretty colorful comments on Facebook. Some people saying that they need to put the POS beside the road and, and let him be hit with a car because eye for an eye should be a thing that we bring back to this country. You see a lot of things. You see a lot of people saying that they should throw the book at him, that he should get the chair, that he should be life in prison, no parole, no bail. You see a lot. But just like the Shemwell family, if you were in their shoes, put yourself in the family of Jacob Hill's shoes. Is... What if that was your son? What if that was your brother, your nephew, your dear friend? You would be so disappointed and so hurt. You wouldn't think prison for life would be the answer for him, but you would probably understood. You would understand if he went there for a while. But it's very sad what happened. Very unfortunate. And uh, my thoughts and prayers are with the family. Of, uh, of both involved. All right, I also want to talk about one of the most powerful media executives in the entire world was taken down by, you could say, the Me Too movement. 
Leslie Moonves, better known as Les Moonves, who was the chairman of the CBS Corporation for over 20 years, was accused of sexual misconduct by several co-workers. You got to understand how big this guy was. He oversaw shows like 60 Minutes, The Big Bang Theory. People in the company were singing his praises. He was a, he was a hit on Wall Street. He always had the stock up for CBS. He was a very powerful man. And his wife was even on one of the biggest talk shows on CBS, The Talk, Julie Chen. Well, Les, back in early August, was accused of sexual misconduct. And I heard about this by listening to Howard Stern because apparently Howard was very radiant about talking about this because him and Les never got along because Les tried to sue him for millions of dollars. So I started to look into this story and I found a lot of information out about this case. So we all know the Me Too movement was a movement. It's still going on. It's about women coming forward, talking about sexual misconduct, sexual harassment that they receive in the workplace. And Les Moonves, he went out in the public and he said that his company, CBS, would not allow that. Again, these allegations come from women that said that this happened years ago. Six women came forward and said they had professional dealings with, with Les Moonves and that he sexually harassed them in the 80s. A lot of the ladies described forcible touching, forcible kissing during business meetings and what they said to appear to be a practice routine. But anyway, due to this behavior, Les Moonves was let go by CBS and he was supposed to have this big severance package of like $100 million on his way out the door, but CBS is fighting it. They're not wanting to give him the money. So Les Moonves, a very powerful CBS guy, kicked out. But his wife, Julie Chan, she decided to leave the talk. She said that it was time for her to leave her TV family, to be closer with her husband, Les, and to be closer to her son. And she said she's standing behind her husband. And uh, I understand standing beside, uh, st standing right next to your husband, standing right next to your wife. That's what you need to do in a marriage. I do understand that, and I respect Julie Chen for that. But doesn't it seem odd that Julie Chen, who never used her last name Moonves, the other night she used it on television. She said she was Julie Chen Moonves. And it's just bizarre to me that the only time that she ever decided to use her husband's last name is when he was accused of sexual harassment. So it just doesn't make sense. Now you want to use his last name? What about when he was doing great things for the stock market and for CBS and all of his great contributions to society? You never used his last name then. You always wanted to kind of build your own name. You didn't want the people to know that Les was your husband. But now that he's in the public eye as a sexual harasser in the workplace, someone who is a pervert, now you're wanting to be acknowledged as Moonves? Makes no sense to me. She, uh, I, people wonder, you know, why did Julie leave? They're saying, oh, if I was Julie, I would just kick him out, keep my job. It wasn't going to be that easy. You got to think, her husband ran the company, CBS. Her husband was the boss. Her husband is no longer the boss. And when a new manager comes in, anyone who works in corporate America knows that when a new boss comes in, what normally happens? He cleans house. He wipes away all of the old employees, and he hires his new ones. He's not going to want the former CEO's wife working for CBS. She would eventually be phased out of the company, and she knew that. 
Julie Chen's career is not over. She could go work for another network, and that very well is something that could happen in her future. She did get to keep her job with Big Brother, and I understand why she did walk away from the talk. One, I think she was going to be phased out. Two, you don't want to sit on a political talk show remain on that show where you have said countless times that you are a woman who stands up against the Me Too movement and now your husband's being accused of it and you're staying with him. You can't stay with your husband and talk bad about people who do that. So she had to leave. She had to make a decision. But I think she will fall back on her feet. She could get another job. But Les, he's got so much money he don't care. All right, before we go on here on Off the Cuff, I just want to update everyone on the hurricane. You've probably heard so much information already about the hurricane going on. Hurricane Florence uh, that hit the Carolinas. <sighs> Several people have been found dead because of this, and uh, a lot of devastation has happened. And uh, donate money if you can. Donate your time if you live close by to uh, help the victims of Hurricane Florence. It's just a tragic situation. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening to another episode of Off the Cuff. Of course, I'm your host, Adam Banks, and if you want to follow Off the Cuff on Facebook, just go to facebook.com slash offthecuff with Adam Banks. Follow me on Twitter at AdamBanks88. Don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube and on iTunes to listen to every episode of Off the Cuff. I will see you in the next episode. Cause girls like you go around with guys like me to sundown when I come through. I need a girl like you, yeah, yeah. Girls like you love fun and yeah, me do what I want when I come through. I need a girl like you.